0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 18th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, a real quick couple things that are related here. Last night, uh, Katie Lowe's and her husband, Adam Shapiro, did start their runs as scheduled in Waitress on Broadway. Unfortunately, they were not joined by the star uh, of the show who just recently returned, Catherine McPhee. As she tweeted over the weekend, she was heading back to California to deal with um, a a family emergency. And unfortunately, her father died um, earlier this week. So we want to send our best out to Kat McPhee um, and, and everyone. Uh, at waitress i'm sure is is hoping that she'll be back in the show soon but uh it's always sad when you hear about things like that and you know we ever of course people have people pass away all the time but um you know when it it, it comes to somebody having to deal with that from being across the country it's uh it's always especially rough
1: yeah uh so our thoughts go out to kat and we're sorry that uh that she was unable to be at that opening that would have been otherwise a uh a nice uh, celebration for the couple. Absolutely. So, all right, let's get on to, uh, hopefully, some, well,
0: actually, let's be honest, some of these stuff is not so happy today, James.
1: Well, let's start off with uh, School of Rock on Broadway will wrap up its run in January. Yeah, and I have to say, James, I'm... A little bit surprised
0: by this yeah. one, but we'll get in. Yeah, we'll get into that momentarily, though. Um, first, the details. School of Rock will end its run on Broadway on January twentieth of twenty nineteen. By then, it will have played more than three years at the Winter Garden Theater and one thousand thirty-eight total performances. While it has certainly had some rough weeks, like some really rough weeks, specifically when school uh, was in session and there weren't a lot of families traveling to New York, it's done fairly well on the year as a whole during the. 2018 calendar year alone, School of Rock has averaged $860,355 uh, $860, per week, which for a family-driven show that recouped more than 15 or more than 14 months ago, that seems fairly strong to me, James. It's been, you know, up uh, up above and around a million dollars a week during the spring and summer. So you would think that a show's doing fairly well. However, undoubtedly the producers were looking at the advanced sales and it just didn't, you know, seem like it was worth going on, James.
1: This was a uh, quite a shock when I saw this come across the transom. Uh, I was I really didn't expect uh, to see a closing notice at all for School of Rock.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those shows that a lot of people thought could, but with someone who will remain nameless until this next section um, behind the show, you kind of just thought that it would you know, go along until it, it kind of petered out. And um, someone I saw online, I don't remember where it was, Twitter or message board or somebody said, yes, the 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 amateur rights for this are already out there, so there are productions being done. But at least at first blush, the requirements do say that the kids have to play their own instruments, so it's not as easy to produce of a show as one would think um, out Side of a professional company, so um, we'll see what happens but i'm I'm surprised uh but congratulations to everybody who's been a part of the three year run by the time it closes over at the winter garden uh it's definitely a really fun show. but now, James, as we always do when things close on Broadway, we look at what might be next for the house and considering as we said that this was a somewhat surprising closing notice, I have one of my uh cynical conspiracy theories. Do you want to hear it? Sure. All right. So who is the biggest name associated with School of Rock, the musical?
1: Um, He he wrote the music. He wrote the music. Oh, Andrew
0: Lloyd Webber. Right. Of course. So now what show has Andrew Lloyd Webber wanted to bring to Broadway for years? Aspects of Love. No, that's been to Broadway. Never been to Broadway. It was in London. It was terrible. Then it went to Australia and they redid it. Then they brought it to the U.S. for a tour. Whistle Down the Wind? No, Love Never Dies. James, you're not helping me here. Sorry. Love Never Dies. It's okay. Um, The tour of the Phantom of the Opera sequel, Love Never Dies, ends in December of this year. And James, as we previously talked about on the show, ALW would like to bring the tour for a limited sit-down in New York. So perhaps he made a deal with the Schubert's that he would close School of Rock in the winter. If he could bring in Love Never Dies for the spring and summer, and then the Schubert's could bring a new show, perhaps Moulin Rouge or Crazy for You or Beetlejuice or something else. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Thank you. Um, Into the Winter Garden in the fall, Um, because like I said, School of Rec was doing well, but not, you know, setting any box office records. So maybe this was a way to, you know, kind of give the Schubert's an open house with uh, also being able to finally get Love Never Dies onto Broadway in one form or fashion. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think that's feasible, but what about this? What about we keep the Winter Garden and just do all of Andrew Lloyd Webber's shows in rep? Like Starlet Express and Aspects of Love and Whistle Down the Wind and A Beautiful Game and, you know, all in rep. Yeah. And it, have
0: Joseph in there too. And absolutely. Superstar, I don't see anything wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. I think Superstar. Yeah. And uh, by Jeeves, yeah. you'll know, get that in there as yeah. well. Huh? But then, and you know, throw in the wizard of Oz, which he contributed some so- uh, new songs to over in London. I would totally be fine with that. I've long thought that there should be a house um, or a couple houses that just are dedicated to doing, um, like good quality revivals um, and just kind of going in and out, you know, six months to a year in and out, move them in and out, have a, a, a kind of a rep of shows that you're doing all the time. Um, apparently, that's not economically feasible or somebody who has the means to do it would probably, you know, make that happen. But uh, I, I would be fine with giving ALW his own house. I mean, he certainly is the grosses and the receipts to, to uh, back it up.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. And because uh, you, you're really never going to get a chance to see first class productions of, no. of some of these things that, uh, you know, might really be worth it to see them. Hmm. All right. Ooh, this is different. Uh, Broadway. Book news. Yeah, yesterday we had two
0: different stories revolving uh, around Broadway folks and books. First, after discussing it on Twitter for a little bit, Lin-Manuel Miranda officially announced yesterday that he would be publishing a book of his good morning and good night tweets later this year. The book titled Good Morning, Good Night: Little Pep Talks for Me uh, for me and you, will feature illustrations. Sorry, I screwed up that title. It just it reads a little weird when you read it out loud. Um, but uh, good morning, good night! Exclamation point. Little pep talks for me and you. I was thinking it was from me too. Anyway, um, it'll feature illustrations by author and artist Johnny Sun. Um, if you don't have Johnny Sun's book, it's fantastic. It's on my bookshelf um, right now. Um, the book will be released by Random House on October twenty third, and you are able to pre order the book on their site now. In other book news, James, not only does multi-time Broadway radio guest Alexandra Silber have a new book out, a memoir called uh, White Hot Grief Parade, but yesterday was announced that Audible will be presenting a special performance celebrating her first book after Anna Tevka next month at the Moneta Lane Theater. While she was promoting her Fiddler on the Roof sequel last year, uh, Al did a number of concerts where some composer friends of hers wrote new songs to go along with some sections of the book. Those songs and more will be a part of the evening in which Silver will be reading from the book as well as singing. And she'll be joined by special guests, one of the creators of Fiddler on the Roof, Sheldon Harnick, as well as Patrick Page, Santino Fontana, Jessica Fontana, Ellie Fishman, and uh, Al's co-star from the Fiddler on the Roof revival, Samantha Masell. The event, since it's being produced by Audible, of course, will be recorded and and available for download by the uh, Amazon owned company hopefully the site doesn't crash but um it'll be uh it'll be recorded on monday august 13th at 7 p.m and tickets are on sale now james this is awesome
1: i'm i'm very happy for al i know she's uh she's super pumped uh so maybe this is now the time to get sam on broadway radio
0: either one sam or al uh, we haven't had al on in over a year it feels like we were doing it fairly regularly and mm. uh it's been a while so well yeah de- definitely uh Worth trying to get uh, one or both on at some point in the next month.
1: All right. Next up, Actors' Equity hires a lawyer to investigate the death of Jeff Luffelholz.
0: Yeah, James. Yesterday it was reported that Actors' Equity has stepped up its involvement in the investigation surrounding the suicide of longtime Chicago company member Jeff Luffelholz. While the production has hired its own lawyer to conduct a thorough investigation that the attorney is saying is independent. Equity is countering that. Um, Equity has retained its own lawyer, J. Bruce Mafio. According to Broadway.news, AEA's investigation is, quote, butting heads with that of Weisler's attorney, Butler uh, Judd Burstein, uh, who said that equity is blocking his efforts because cast and crew members are reluctant to speak with him on direction of various unions, not just equity. Burstein wrote in a statement, quote, I regret to say that I have been utterly stymied in my investigation by Actors' Equity, Local 82, AFM, and those in a position to provide me with information about the events which transpired during the week between Jeff's last rehearsal and his suicide. From there, James, both Burstein and Mary McCall, an executive director for Actors Equity, traded some thinly veiled accusations. Um, Equity is contending that because um, Burstein had previously worked for the Weisslers in another capacity that he was incapable of being objective. Um, but, you know, James, I, I understand that this is potentially a big financial problem for both the production and and the union, depending on what comes out in these investigations. So of course they're going to be guarded and a bit standoffish, but you know, a member of 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 the community is dead and and you know took his own life. And the people who are supposed to be investigating what led to that, to me, seem to be too busy having pissing matches both in and out of the press to get down to figuring out what happened and do the business that they're supposed to do. I, you know, I said last week when this first started coming about that I thought it was going to get uglier before it got better. And unfortunately, I I think this is just the beginning.
1: Yeah. uh, I'm happy that equity has hired a lawyer and hopefully the the truth will come out of this thing. But um, what happens when you hire, you hire lawyers, uh, people feel as though they're under attack. So uh I hope cool ahead prevail and we get to the uh, the truth here. Yep. All right, Matt, what other news do we have? All right. First up, three-time Tony winner Jack
0: O'Brien will direct Tom Stoppard's The Hard Problem this fall for Lincoln Center. The show will begin performances on October 25th at the Mitzi Newhouse Theater and will star an incredible actress named Adelaide Clemens as a young psychology researcher at the Kroll Institute for Brain Science. We'll have the full description in the show notes. It's really fascinating. But seriously, if you aren't familiar with Clemens, I think the only thing that she's done in New York was uh, Hold On To Me, Darling, at The Atlantic a couple years ago. But she was on one of my favorite TV shows of all time, um, uh, uh, Rectify, and she's fantastic. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing this in the fall. But anyway, of course, O'Brien won two of his three Tonys for directing the two parts of Tom Stoppard's The Coast of Utopia. So hopefully he'll do better with this than uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff. But anyway, sticking off Broadway... Yesterday, it was announced that former and original cast members from the off-Broadway production of Sweeney Todd will be returning to the Barrow Street Theater for the last few weeks of the show. Original stars Betsy Morgan and uh, Joseph Taylor will uh, return to play Pirelli slash Beggar Woman and Tobias, respectively, and Jake Boyd will return to play Anthony. The trio will return to the show on July 31st ahead of its closing on August 26th. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Speaking of returning to shows, Jay Peterman himself. John Mm -hmm. O'Hurley will be coming back to the role of Billy Flynn in Chicago on Broadway beginning on July 23rd. Um, I don't know if he's up there with Charlotte as to how many times he's been in the show, but it feels like he's in there at least every other year or so. Um, Next up, Natasha Diaz, Claiborne Elder and Stephanie Lee will lead Washington, D.C.'s Signature Theaters production of Stephen Sondheim's Passion from August 14th through September 23rd of this year. James, I'd be fine if Sondheim had his own show or his own theater yeah, where he yeah. shows rain and rep too. Maybe, I don't know the Stephen Sondheim theater. theater. Although mm-hmm. yeah, his, his shows don't do commercially as well as Andrew Lloyd but I would love that too. But anyway, um, also out of town. Sting, the uh, rocker, not the professional wrestler will be starring in the Canadian premiere of his show, the last ship for a six week run from February 9th through March 24th, the Toronto's princess of Wales theater. And, it's not finally. It says finally in the script. But next, James, Phantom of the Opera is Ben Crawford, Ali Ewald, J- and J. Armstrong Johnson, along with Desperate Measures, Lauren Molina and Connor Ryan. On a clear day, you can see forever Stephen Bogardis and Melissa Erico and beautifuls Kara Lindsay and more will perform at Broadway and Bryant Park this Thursday from 1230 to 130. And that was going to be the last story in the in the news today, James. but. I just saw that Variety has reported that the best-selling young adult book series, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, yeah, is getting a musical that. treatment. Um, Producers Scott Delman and his production company, Blue Spruce, have obtained the theatrical rights to the series. Delman will serve as a lead producer on the project. No word yet as to which composer and book writer will be adapting the series or whether or not the show has Broadway aspirations. Um, I think with a title that big, you have to at least assume that you'll have some sort of Broadway intentions, but we'll see what happens with the sisterhood of the traveling pants. But if you'd like any more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com.
1: A little Broadway radio trivia. John Mm O'Hurley, first Broadway radio guest. No. Yep. Yep.
0: In 1943. Yep. Um,
1: back when we had radio. In <laughs> when Crawford you were actually radio. <laughs> Yeah, you were actually on the radio. Okay. Yeah, and, uh. Uh, and and you mentioned Ben Crawford in Phantom? Ben? Yes. Ben? Yes. I don't know Ben. Not Michael. Not yeah. Michael. Hmm. Yeah, ben. No relation, I don't. Think. No relation, huh? No.
0: No, he's the he's currently starring as uh, uh the guy that wears half of a mask.
1: Yeah. Oh, good, excellent, and uh, Melissa Erico, New York Times columnist. So, um, <laughs> it's nice that they're getting a writer to uh, to perform. Yeah, exactly. She's going to do a dramatic reading of something. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you get us
0: out of here? All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on
1: Twitter and Instagram at bww Matt. And my name is James Marino from broadwayradio.com and broadwaystars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And Matt and I will be back to talk to you on Thursday.